Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi And you are listening to the Afternoon Drive. And uh, it is time for us now to have Sheikh Badi Uzaman Qadir join us on the line. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi Sheikh, how are you doing today? Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I am well, alhamdulillah. How are you doing, Akhi Al-Kareem? I am alhamdulillah, Sheikh. I am alhamdulillah. How is the weather on that side? Alhamdulillah, it's been raining uh, the weekend and also today. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the rahmah and barakah which He is descending upon us. Oh, that's, that's great, Sheikh. That's great. Um, and uh, there are uh, some uh, cold fronts expected this week. Um, and uh, they, has, they are expecting some rain as well. So, inshallah, we hope that that rain falls in all the right places. Amin, amin, Ya Rabbi. May Allah grant us beneficial rain, whether outside in this part of the world or for yourselves and the listeners in PE and the broader Eastern Cape. Wherever it falls, may Allah grant it to be khair and barakah. Goodness and blessings upon us, Allahumma, Amin. Amin. Uh, Sheikh, uh, of course, um, this is the segment that will be taking place every Monday and Wednesday. Of course, we had the introductory um, edition last week, Wednesday. And uh, today's topic, Sheikh, you can go ahead and uh, give us the uh, look into what we will be looking at today. Jazakallah khairan. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen. نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ثم أما بعد We begin with by praising and thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We ask of him the Almighty to confer his choices, peace, blessings and salutations upon our beloved messenger and leader, the guide of this ummah Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon his noble family, his illustrious companions and everyone from this ummah who continues to follow in those divine footsteps of guidance, may Allah make us among those whom He loves and those who attain His pleasure fid dunya wal akhirah in this worldly life as well as in the everlasting life of the akhirah. Allahumma ameen. My respected brothers and sisters in Islam, we greet you and we say assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace, mercy and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon yourselves and your families, wherever you may be finding yourselves at this moment. So alhamdulillah, after praising and thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this opportunity, and firstly for the blessing and the huge favor of Iman, today we continue with our topic of discussion for this particular series, and that is whereby we will be elaborating further on the issue and the matter of al-istiqamah. That is steadfastness within Islam, latching onto what we had given in our introductory, introductory session during last week. To proceed, we have to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded all of his servants. Al-istiqamah, steadfastness, is an action. It is something which Allah the Almighty has commanded all of his servants, generally speaking. And specifically, he has commanded his beloved messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with al-istiqamah as well. We take a look at what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states to us in Surah Fussilat, ayah number six thereof. And he says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ قُلْ إِنَّمَا أَنَا بَشَرٌ مِثْلُكُمْ يُوحَى إِلَيَّ أَنَّمَا إِلَاهُكُمْ إِلَاهُ وَاحِدٌ فَاسْتَقِيمُوا إِلَيْهِ وَاسْتَغْفِرُوهُ وَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُشْرِكِينَ Allah the Almighty and Majestic says, Say unto them, inform them, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I am only but a human being like you. It is inspired, however, to me. يُوحَى إِلَيَّ 
It is inspired to me through divine liberation, through divine revelation that your Lord, your God, the one and only is one God indeed, ilahu wahid. Fastaqimu ilayhi. So as a result thereof, be steadfast unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the straight path, wastaghfiruhu. And whilst you are steadfast towards your Lord the Almighty, then likewise, similarly, you should seek his istighfar, his earnest, and his sincere forgiveness. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And woe, destruction be upon the mushrikeen, those who associate partners with Allah, the idol worshippers, etc. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to his Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam also in Surah Hud, ayah number 112. Here we see as well, dearest brothers and sisters in Islam, that Allah the Almighty continues to instruct his beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wasalam by saying, فَاسْتَقِمْ So stand firm, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasalam, and straight, be upright. Develop the quality of al-istiqamah within you, kama umirta, as how your Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has instructed you to do. And not only yourself, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, however, waman taba ma'aka, and all those who turn in repentance unto Allah with you alike, subhanallah. So my dear brothers and sisters in Islam, as we open up today's session with this topic, it's important to note, as we highlighted moments ago, that this is indeed something great, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has specifically instructed His Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam with. So great the matter of al-istiqamah is in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not only his beloved, however, the general population of this Muslim ummah and all who will believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and adhere to the way of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. Now my dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam, when we speak about al-istiqamah, what does it mean? These scholars explain to us that al-istiqamah, the word itself is a comprehensive term. It is ismun jami'ah, a comprehensive term, and it implies that it means we as believers, male or female, have to stand firmly before Allah. And not only firmly before Allah, but in all truthfulness within the fulfillment of our ayat. Our ahd, meaning our covenant with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is related to those matters which are uttered upon the tongues, what is carried out with the limbs, meaning our bodies, what does our body parts, our limbs, what does it engage therein, and similarly, what is concealed within the heart of pertaining to our intentions and our sincerity, and also one's outward state. So let us repeat that again and recap. Istiqama is a comprehensive term, which means that we stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are unto Allah the Siddiq with complete truthfulness in our covenant, our agreement with Allah. And what is that? 
it pertains to matters which are uttered by the tongue. What do we mean by matters which are uttered by the tongue? So when we utter La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, hereby we affirm the oneness of Allah. We affirm His sublime oneness. We affirm the Lordship of Allah. We affirm the divinity of Allah. We affirm the divine names and beautiful attributes, the beautiful names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is being said and uttered on the tongue. But what is beyond the tongue comes whereby the believer now portrays the sincerity of what they claim with their tongue. It will now result in them acting out their obedience unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala physically by means of utilizing the body, the intellect, and the strength that Allah has given us to actually worship Him, the Almighty. And added to that, it is tasdiqun bilqalb. It is that the heart affirms whatever is upon the tongue and whatever the body is physically performing and carrying out. And beyond that, it is that we are always sincere in our doings, and this will then result what is on the inside will now become manifested upon the outward state of the true believer. And for this reason, the scholars explain to us, we have a very beautiful hadith which is reported and related to us within Sahih Muslim, and it is on the authority of Abu Amra, Sufyan ibn Abdullah radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. And he said, on one occasion, Qultu, Ya Rasulallah, I asked the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Qulli fil islami qawlan. O Messenger of Allah, inform me about something within this religion of ours, al-Islam. Qawlan, a speech. لا أسأل عنه أحدا غيرك which I will not ask of anyone except you O Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what did the Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him respond to Sufyan ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu with he told him quite simply these words are few words but the meaning thereof and the implication thereof within the life of a believer is indeed extremely, extremely great in the sight of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa What were these words? The Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, responded by saying, قُلْ say, آمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ I have believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I have brought about iman, sincere conviction, within my belief of my Lord, Allah the Almighty, ثم And they after the Prophet instructed him, and then be steadfast. So here we find the Prophet ﷺ instructed his Sahaba, radiallahu ta'ala anhum, his noble companions, may Allah be pleased with them all, with this action of al-istiqamah. And that is, once again, to traverse, to move upon the path of the Sirat al-Mustaqim. As we recite within Surah al-Fatiha, we appeal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we make dua to Him when we recite this particular verse of Surah al-Fatiha. We say, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Oh, my Lord, oh, Almighty Allah, guide us. 
guide us, we urge you, we earnestly implore of you, Ya Allah, to guide us to the straight path. And this straight path implies without delaying the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we do not have a legitimate excuse to carry them out without swaying to the left or to the right, without becoming derailed by the whispers and the desires that shaitan casts into the hearts and into the minds of mankind. And that we do not go beyond the limitations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or that we intentionally fall short with regards to our commitment of between us and between our Lord the Almighty. And so, dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam, the shaitan, as Allah informs us within the Qur'an, إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ فَاتَّخِذُهُ عَدُوًا Verily, indeed, shaitan, he is an adu, he is an open and an outright enemy unto you, فَاتَّخِذُهُ عَدُوًا So indeed, you should take him. Certainly, you have to take him and consider him as an enemy. Therefore, these scholars mention that shaitan senses the heart of the servant, and shaitan now puts the hearts of the servants of Allah to test. If shaitan senses from the heart of an individual that it is inclined towards turning away from the religion of Allah, this beautiful deen of ours, or that the servant is inclined towards engaging in sin and oppression and inclined towards the defiance of the laws set out by Allah within the Sharia, what happens in that case? The person may be lazy. The person may be quickly influenced to do evil or haram. Then in that case, shaitan further encourages such an individual upon laziness, upon ease and distance within the religion. And therefore we learn from the dearest brothers and sisters in Islam, do not take your religion to be a light matter. Allah has made the actions of fulfilling our religion easy upon us. And therefore Allah says, Allah wishes ease for you and he does not wish difficulty for you. But we become lax and we think that the affair of our deen, not the performance of its obligations, we think of the deen to be something light and we do not give it its true haqq as Allah and His Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam wants from us. And this indeed is not the way of the upright believer because shaitan will then encourage such individuals further upon this obedience, defiance and laziness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us from that. The person will then continue to become distant from the religion of Al-Islam until may Allah forbid the individual disengages from the deen in totality. And once the person disengages from the deen of Al-Islam, he will then abandon the obligations, the awamir, the obligations, the commandments Allah has placed upon him or her as a believer, and now the person will fall into haram. And shaitan will not stop until a person severs all ties with the religion, leaving him utterly devastated and destroyed. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not do that to us and safeguard us. And then, 
On the flip side of the coin, on the other side of this discussion as well, my dear brothers and sisters in Islam, if shaitan sees that the servant is ardent, the servant is very particular, the servant is obedient upon the religion of Islam, and knows that he is not able to block the whisper and the infatuations and the desires which shaitan casts into the minds of the believers particularly, then in that case, what will shaitan do? Shaitan encourages him with more and more striving and more and more worship and with becoming strict upon himself and upon others and going beyond the bounds of balance. And then shaitan will whisper to such an individual, your striving is good and you are obedient, so strive more so that you attain perfection. So he strives for more and more. And so he does not stop fasting, nor does he sleep at night, nor does he give his body and his family and those owing rights unto them, nor does he fulfill this and this too, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, is not what Islam wants from us. Islam wants us not to be on the extreme of being lazy and lax and thinking our deen is very, very, the matter they are is something easy and simple, nor does Islam want us to become so restricted and so confined that we do not have time for anything else and we now become such people who only want to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereby thinking that we have attained goodness and then we lack in other aspects of our lives the right that our bodies have over us that our spouses, our children, our parents, our family members, our siblings, etc., etc. And then we become confined and restricted thinking that we have attained goodness, thinking that we have attained success Whereas in reality, this is not what Islam has instructed us to do. So the point being, by mentioning this matter, my dear brothers and sisters in Islam, is that we are an ummah, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks directly of us within the Qur'an. We have made you an ummah, ummatan wasata, a nation, an ummah which is majjit. You are neither on the one extreme, nor are you on the other extreme. But instead, you are majjit, and you are a people who are just, you are a people who are upright. And therefore, my dear brothers and sisters in Islam, Ya Ibadallah, O servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have to become people who are upright, who are obedient, who are consistent and persistently obedient upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not among those people as well who utter statements saying amanna we have believed we have iman in Allah yet they lack istiqama and before we speak about istiqama which is to be steadfast after performing righteous deeds in fact some Muslims among the ummah sadly many May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard and protect us are those who only claim that they believe with their tongue, with their mouths. It becomes an utterance verbally, 
with their tongues a speech of the mouth, but they do not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah has instructed them to do. And this is why Allah says in Surah Al-Ankabut, the chapter named after the spider, ayah number 10, وَمِنَ nasi And among mankind, among people, مَنْ يَقُولُ They are those who say, آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ We have believed in Allah, فَإِذَا أُوذِيَ فِي But the moment they go through any difficulty, they are made to be tested or suffer for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, جَعَلَ فِتْنَةَ النَّاسِ كَعَذَابِ Then they consider the child of mankind, or the child that they experience within this worldly life, they consider it and think of it to be as a punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this true is not the makeup, it is not the persona of the true believer, because the true believer does not look upon their own condition when they are experiencing difficulties or calamity. They do not consider this immediately as adab punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, instead they look at it with an optimistic view. They look at it from a viewpoint of an opportunity, being able to turn back to Allah and being able to perform righteous deeds to the best that they can. Why? Because they know, as Allah states within the Quran, at the beginning part of Surah Al-Mulk, it is He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who has created Al-Mawt, the confirmed, and that which we can never escape, the inevitable death. And He has created Al-Hayah. He has created the temporary life that we experience in this world. Why? So that He, the Almighty, can test us and that He can see and Allah knows definitely what was, what is, what will be. But this is so that Allah makes manifest to His creation those ayyukum ahsanu amala, who indeed are the best in deeds, who indeed are those who have striven hard within the gift that Allah has given them of life upon this dunya so that they may worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so that they may utilize this opportunity to the best that they can. And such people are not misguided. Such people are not people who strive upon doubts and upon desires. But in fact, the deen, the religion of al-Islam is what keeps them and the obedience to Allah keeps them going and it keeps them steadfast upon this way and that way is the way which is known as as-sirat al-mustaqim the straight the upright path of obedience towards us inevitably meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the year after and therefore my dear brothers and sisters in islam those who are the opposite thereof as this ayah highlights to us, there are such people, as the ulama explain, who do not enjoin what is good. They do not forbid what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made as evil. And they do not hold themselves accountable. And they do not enact as they should. When Allah has told them to believe, 
They are a people who only ata'amanna billah, we believe in Allah, but they do not act with istiqama thereafter by doing the acts of obedience and leaving off the prohibition set by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore this word, this statement, this utterance that they make of amanna billah, it only but rolls off their tongues as if and as though there is no meaning to it and it has no effects on their habits, the outer and the inward actions and that which they portray firstly to their Lord and that which they engage in towards the actions that they have and the interactions with fellow mankind and beings, it has absolutely no effect upon them being driven towards goodness, being driven towards refined akhlaq, as we quoted the hadith of being steadfast last week, and we mentioned when you do an evil deed, the Prophet said, follow it up with a good deed, and the good deed will wipe the evil deed, and then cheat the people, mend your affairs, treat the people good, and treat fellow beings with refined etiquette, with refined morals and akhlaq, and do not be bad, do not be evil, do not mistreat people, those who may have done good unto you within your life, among your family, among your friends, your colleagues, etc. Be good to the people, and this will also attract the mercy and the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then, my dear brothers and sisters in Islam, you may ask yourself the question, after speaking a bit about al-istiqama, the importance thereof, quoting some ayat of the Qur'an and a hadith pertaining to this topic, what is the benefit of al-istiqama? What is the benefit of remaining steadfast? Indeed, salvation from the hellfire and the attainment of Jannah, of the eternal bliss of paradise will not be achieved except by the combination of these two matters. And what are these two matters that we will now once more reiterate? It is al-imanu billah, to believe in Allah and to say, if you speak in a singular sense, amantu billah, I have believed in Allah. If it is jointly and you are speaking in a plural form, it is amanna billah, we have believed in Allah. So the first part they are, it is to believe in Allah and then to remain steadfast. Why do the scholars say that salvation from the fire and attainment of Jannah inevitably will not be achieved except by the combination of Iman and steadfastness? Allah tells us within the Noble Quran in Surah Al-Ahqaf verses 13 to 14. And Allah beautifully mentions to us these encapsulating words Verily those who say they claim they make the statement verbally with their tongues they say and they are proud to profess Allah, our Lord is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But after making that statement, it's not only a matter of it being something uttered with their mouths, with their tongues. Nay, 
they put it into action. Allah says, Tumastakamu. They then remain firm. They stand firm, upright and straight. What will happen to them? Fala khawfun alayhim walahum yahzanun. Upon them shall be no fear, and upon them, they too, after experiencing no fear, they shall not grieve. Ya salam. And what is the tafsir, the explanation of this verse? When Allah says they will have no fear, it refers to the time when their soul, when their ruh will inevitably be removed and extracted from their bodies at the time, at the point of death. And Allah also says, وَلَاهُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Nor shall they grieve, nor shall they be saddened. At what time is that? Or what does that imply? It means when they depart from the world, they will not grieve for the loved ones they have left behind. Allah then continues to say, My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, in Ayah 14, أُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ Who are these people? Who are the successful ones who will ultimately attain this great blessing? They are those, as Allah says, they are undoubtedly, without a shadow of doubt, they are Ashabul Jannah. They are the companions of paradise. They are the inhabitants of the bliss, the eternal bliss of Al Jannah. Khalidina fiha. They will abide therein. Forever and ever, says Allah, eternally. Jazaam bima kanu ya'malun. Ya salam. They will have Jannah. They will have this as a great reward for them and a recompensation for themselves. Why? Bima kanu ya'malun. As a result of what they used to do in this particular worldly life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us to be among those who are upright, among those who are steadfast, and among those who attain righteousness, who attain piety, who attain taqwa, and who attain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within this particular worldly life, as well as in the akhirah. Allahumma ameen. On the opposite end, they are, my dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam, they are people as well who turn away from their covenant with Allah. And they are such as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us and warns us in the Quran, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ And they are also people, مَنْ يَقُولُ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ who claim that they believe in Allah, وَبِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَمَا هُمْ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ They believe in Allah and they claim to believe in the Akhirah. This is all a claim. However, they are not in reality among the believers. So Allah says, يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهِ They are people who think that they wish to deceive Allah. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا And those who have believed, the believers, such hypocrites, want to deceive Allah and they want to deceive the believers. Allah says, وَمَا يَخْدَعُونَ إِلَّا أَنفُسَهُمْ However, in reality, they are not deceiving except themselves. وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ And in reality, they are not feeling, they are not perceiving the fruit and the bad consequences of their own actions. And so once more we repeat, it is not only a mere utterance, this is not sufficient, however... Actions 
and sincerity for the sake of Allah is what is required to be fulfilled after you claim that you are a believer and after you say your shahadatain which is to believe in Allah and to believe that the Messenger Muhammad is the slave and worshiper of Allah because if disclaiming with your tongue was sufficient then this indeed did not benefit the hypocrites instead Allah rejected their claim from them what they did because they uttered but they did not act as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had instructed them to do. Insha'Allah ta'ala, my dear brothers and sisters in Islam, we will end off with a beautiful hadith and that is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam is reported to have said as is narrated by Imam Ahmed rahimahullah ta'ala saddidu wa qaribu wa la yuhafidu ala salah illa mu'min do good deeds properly and be determined to execute your deeds in a good, in a perfect, in an upright manner and only a believer will remain consistent upon their prayer. And in another narration, the Prophet said, as is reported also in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad and Ibn Majah, the Prophet says on the authority of Thawban radiallahu anhu, istaqimu, be steadfast, walan tuhsu, wa'amalu, although you will not be able to perfectly reach this high level of al-istiqamah, but you must strive your level best to do that, wa'amalu, but continue to act, continue to do good deeds, وَخَيْرُ أَعْمَالِكُمْ And the best of your deeds is as-salah, is your prayer. وَلَا يُحَافِظُ عَلَى الْوُضُوءِ إِلَّا مُؤْمِنْ يَا سَلَامٌ And only a believer, no one else but a true believer, will be someone who is constant, who is consistent upon his wudu, upon his ablution. And therefore we learn from this that it is of the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, even when you are not performing salah at that moment, that you strive as a believer to remain upon tahara, upon cleanliness, upon the state of wudu, as much as you can, so much so that you even go sleep with wudu as well, and there is a great reward therein. Insha'Allah ta'ala, we will continue our topic and this discussion in our next session. I pray that these words today were beneficial, were insightful, and that Allah makes us among those who, when we hear the speech of Allah and the guidelines of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that we enact thereafter as we should, and that he makes us among the rightly guided. Allahumma ameen. Until a next time on Wednesday, we leave you in the safety and custodianship of Allah Almighty. هذا وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين Sheikh, shukran so much for giving us your time today. Of course, that was a, a very beautiful uh, segment from you. Um, I really do appreciate you giving us your time. We will be chatting to you on Wednesday again, inshallah. Inshallah ta'ala. And jazakumullah khairan to yourself and everyone at IFM. Barakallahu feekum. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
that was Sheikh Badiou Zaman Kader, uh, all the way from Cape Town, of course. Uh, he gave us uh, some beautiful words there. And, uh, of course, we will be chatting to him on Wednesday again. He is every Monday and Wednesdays uh, segment from 5.30 until 6 p.m.